Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Fly 008-029, ready for takeoff. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Are you locked into the Out of Home Podcast? You're listening to the Out of Home Podcast. Featuring Kieran, Kwame, Yaf, and Stephen. You London boys are crazy. Am I dry snitching? Nah, you're good. <laughs> it's recording, but it's cool, man. man. So talk your things. Yeah. <laughs> talk your things. So then um, I was like, um, I was like, okay, so if if you are having if you are having Juneteenth as a holiday, that's not enough. You lot doing that as well. Yeah, but only in America because obviously we're not patting like you lot. Um, <laughs> I was like, made in America. But, but I, I was like, well, then you have to educate. It could be something as simple as an email, but it doesn't work to say, oh, you got Friday off. Let yeah. me know. You understand? Because if I'm black or white, or whatever I am, I need to be educated. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh, that's a great idea. And I told her, listen, I'm coming for you. I need your help. She's like, okay, I'll do whatever I can. So the thing I like about her is that she, she seems like a person rather than just an executive. So. Mm. Mm. It's important to me. You no, no, it's, it's, it's if, really, if you can level them on a human level, it's really important. I think like this whole situation now has revealed, you know, now people have step had to step for visual references for those that can't see. I'm now standing up. Uh, people <laughs> now have to step away from their title, and then now you see people who they, who are. they are. Yeah. Whereas before, like you had the you could, everyone could hide by email. Oh, senior director. Now what are you about? Yeah. You've got to step away from that title. And now people can see. And then some people, we peel back the curtain and we don't like what we see. Yeah, uh, We've lifted up the bonnet and it's like, mm, nah, the outside looks like a Ferrari, but the inside's a Fiat Punto. Like, this can't run. <laughs> so like, all of a sudden now, people are being oh, exposed yeah. because, to your point, the real humans, yeah. they're going to be able to connect yeah. and relate in this situation. So like, this is why it's shaking like, the perceptions of what a leader is or who is a leader because yeah, yeah, yeah. right now like the previous way of thinking has been challenged and those who have it are coming to the fore and those who haven't are being like woefully exposed yeah. so I think mm. in the long run we're just going to get stronger I'm sitting back down <laughs> oh shit what's happening you're listening to the Out of Home podcast a show brought to you by four Londoners living in Amsterdam capturing and sharing stories of inspiring people while sharing our own and obviously, I got a man I'm in the building today. Let him hear your lovely voices, man. Shit. Here we go. This is Quams for the first time in three months. The awesome foursome is back together. Oh, shit. Is it yeah. like raw? Trust me. It's, wow. a lot. it's a lot. It's mad. The newly ordained Brother Stephen. <laughs> yes, Brother Stephen. <laughs> He's waving to his followers. <laughs> in the his roof. congregation. Yeah, right. <laughs> Church. I feel like you're underdressed for your new title. Huh? I'm trying to be of the people. That's been a problem in the church for a long time. I walk amongst. It's true. Yeah, it's true. You see the pastor shining, bro. Oh my days. Let's not get offend into him it, bro. Drippy, drippy, bro. Oh, we did it. Oh my days. What were we like? Two minutes in, we started like controversially attacking pastors for no reason. <laughs> Oh, oh man, I'm I'm also in the house. This is Yaf. Yes, man. Come on, lock your doors. Presently down. speaking, just come back, back from the UK. 
Yeah, trust. Yeah, yeah. Hair can't look in. No, new, new and improved. Oh a, yeah, it's a no. Please, yeah, because because we're not a visual uh, podcast just yet. Please talk them through your new trip. I can't do that, bro. Bro, it's wavy. It's too wavy. No, man, it's just a little thing. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. Ah, oh, bro. The bit, I'm more impressed with my beard. I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah. very, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, quarantine done him well, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Bro, billionaire beard, bro. Trust me. <laughs> Fuck it out. He's got this beard oil, yeah. I was like, what's that? Makes the thing all shiny, bro. Bro, you know I bought a new one the other day. I saw. Yeah, I went to Bankworth. Um for for the London listeners and people outside Amsterdam, that's like the Selfridges. Dutch Selfridges, Selfridges yeah, yeah. or the what would it be the American Macy's? equivalent? Yeah, that, if Macy's was premium, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. mm. It can be though. But. There must be like a pre- side topic. There must be like a premium, like department stores in America. Fifth, there has to be. Fifth. No, that's a street. I don't know. Fifth Avenue fifth, or Saks. I don't know. Saks. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. Shouts yeah. out to our twenty listeners from America. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you could let us know, that would be much appreciated. Um, no, so I went there and I bought myself some Tom Ford beard oil. Yeah. Which matches my Tom Ford fragrance. So. Right. Okay. Just, wow. just Ford, Fordism in the building. It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a mazzle. Light stunt. No, 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 no. No, yeah, I got a new trim and I got Tom Ford. Not even. Do you know what it is? Yeah, I remember yeah. reading an article when I was like nineteen by Tom Ford, and it's it was like um, the article's probably still online. It's um, a list of everything a man should have. Yeah, and one of them was a smell, and I thought I was like, it's true, you know. Like mm. if someone can distinguish you by your smell. Then you've already you're like you're halfway there. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's an impressive thing, and like people can't people can't see that on you. Do you know what I mean? They have to know you. They have to get close yeah, to you. Yeah. It's like they have to. It's part of the experience. Do you know what I mean? Like how someone smell, smells, how they feel, yeah, how yeah, they look. Yeah. Like that's all sensory. You know? to, exactly. to be honest, I thought you were going to tell me at age nineteen you were prophesying into your beard already. Nah, like, <laughs> man took the article out. Bro, was like, yeah, yeah, at age nineteen, the beard wasn't looking like yeah. that. I can vouch for that, bro. It's annoying, yeah, because I always <laughs> told the man, them, like, my beard was there, bro, when I was nineteen. I just never used to grow it. Yeah, activated. I just never used to grow it. No, but this has been here for the, the potential's been here, bro. It's Anthony Martial's, like, no, <laughs> has been building no. for a while. No, that's no. fifty million. I, re- I rebuke it. Right I rebuke it, bro. I rebuke it. But how are you lot doing, man? Obviously, it's heavy times out there. We off the back of a, a really interesting and really good episode last week. Um, how, how how's the response been? How do you guys feel? How do you feel about the current situation? Talk to me, man. Um, brother Stephen. Yeah, no, brother yeah. Stephen, <laughs> lead the way, fam. Just this is the congregation, bro. Suggesting, well, we're amongst peers and friends here, so I feel I can speak. But uh, I, I've I've been very tired and like I think the energy thing has been a big part and obviously actually just coming here just got involved in like a madness with everything and then like I'm kind of riled up right now uh because prior to coming here I think I went I went to a pizza place uh as soon as I came into the shop um the woman said to me she was like oh are you Deliveroo and then that just didn't sit right with me at all. It's just like, wow. how are you going to look someone up and down and then already just, you know, kind of like profile them? Like, oh, you must be Deliveroo. And I was just like, I could be a customer. I could be anyone. What happened to like a basic greeting? Like, oh, hey, how, how can I help? Or, you know, um, can I get you a pizza? Or something like that. You know, why did I have to be from Deliveroo? Mm. So I took the pizza back. And as this was kind of like marinating on my mind, um, I wasn't enjoying the pizza. In fact, I've got two slices left at home, which I may or may not finish. But... Um, <laughs> I was like, I can't 
not let this go. I need to go and find out. I need to hear what she's saying, otherwise I'm going to be thinking about I it. I know them ones. So like, and I took inspiration from like the story that you shared, Yaf. I think um, you were somewhere in the UK, and I think someone uh, thought you were from FedEx or something. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you after. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go for it. So then, um, I went back and we just had this conversation with her. I was just like, "Do you understand like how that made me feel like coming into your shop?" And then the first thing you just assumed that I was from Deliveroo, and then she tried to have like a point of view that, "Oh, you know, it's because you said your name, and I just you know put, fought this." So I was like, "Okay, regardless of all that, like the first thing you so." Someone's come through your shop. That's a potential customer. How would you greet a customer? The fact that you didn't, you chose not to treat me as a customer in that instance. Mm. I could have equally been a customer. So, like, eventually she was like, um, okay, cool. I, I, I want to, I really mean that. I'm sorry for making you feel like that. Um, I'd love for you to come and have a free pizza on the house. And I was like, yeah, I'll think about it. And then I, I, I left. Do you know what I love about this story? Yeah? I don't even know if, like, you would have... And you, you might, you might have done, but I don't think you I would wouldn't. have had the confidence, it, like previously. I no, I wouldn't. I would to, to go and do that, and that's yeah. what I love about this moment. That it's just making us so hyper aware of like yeah. these nuances and these things that have always pissed us off and yeah. have have always like oppressed us in a certain way. But now we're just so aware, and we're just calling calling people out when they yeah, need to be basically. called out. So you're, I love spot on. Because exactly, because I said to, to I said to Anna, I was like, you know what. I wouldn't have done this through. I would have just taken it on the chin and been like, that's just the way it is. But I, I felt compelled. I was like... Shout out to Tupac. Yeah, shout out to Tupac. But I felt compelled. I was like, I can't just... I can't. I cannot. I cannot go on with the rest it. of my day. She needs to know. I love so that. I went from that injustice straight out of the frying pan into the fire, so to speak. <laughs> so I, Music I, man's number one supplier. <laughs> <And this one>. <laughs> hey! <laughs> And uh, and this one, yeah, 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 you haven't even heard of it, but go ahead. Yeah, so like I called um, Kwame. I was like, prior to this, I said to Kwame, because we were supposed to meet up, and I was like, okay, hold tight, five minutes, I need to go and do this in the pizza shop. So I'm cycling, like three-minute cycle. Um, I managed to spud um, Kwame on the bike, which is a big thing for me, because I tried woefully with Kieran, and uh, it, it was... It was shaky. Nearly, nearly wow. Tram spikes <laughs> it, was, it was shaky at best. So I managed shaky to do that. So I'm feeling good about myself. This is progress. And then all of a sudden, a swarm of Dutch police on bikes descend upon me and Kwame and shroud us in the mist of glory. Oh, like, <laughs> like I, I had my phone. So over here, it's illegal to be on your phone, talking on your phone and riding a bike. It's, it's, really? a, it's a brand new rule to introduce They that. take that shit seriously. Six, yeah, yeah almost you. a year ago. Yeah. Almost a year ago. So this time, I had my phone in my hand, but it's on my handle, on the handle bike. Like, it just happened to be in my hand. I'm talking to Kwame. It's very clear we're having a conversation and I'm not on my phone. Not because not using it. Yeah, yeah I'm not using it. So he comes over. The first thing he says in Dutch is like, oh, you were speaking on your phone. I'm like, bro, you... Because I actually saw him on chilling on the corner with this other female police officer. So we locked eyes and then that must have just triggered the yeah. triggered the racial profile inside him. He was just like, mm, nah. Man was convulsing at the foaming at, at, at the mouth. He was just Poor like Brother Steven, they didn't like it. No. <laughs> man had been starved. Brother Steven. I know he'd been starved of this. He was like he had to be on you know, his best behavior for two weeks and he was just like, I just need to let it out. So all of a sudden they're all surrounded us and he's like, Oh, you're speaking on your phone. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, <laughs> see, I'm having a conversation. It's in my hand. And it's like, okay, cool. I'll put it in my pocket then. But like it's a fact that everything had to come to a stop because the whole bike lane 
couldn't progress because there's five of them. I look back to wonder like what kind of like uh, what kind of juju made this man appear from nowhere because he was behind us. All of a sudden, he's in front of us, and then I look back and there's four other um, officers, like one female, um, three other men. She was, and the first thing she says to me because I locked eyes with her, she was like, "Oh yeah, this is just a coincidence." I was like, "No, it's not. Like, no, it is not. Of like, five of you are here because I have a phone in my hand in broad daylight, and." Since I've just been amped, like, it's just mad, like, how I went from one situation to another. Do you know what's crazy, though, yeah? Like, think about the fact that if you was in America, that wow. could have been... Even, but even, I mean, yeah, in America, it could have escalated, escalated. But here, like, if, 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 me, if, 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 me, if me or Stephen were against it, then it, it, it might not have been as simple as me and, me and uh, Stephen cycling to Kieran's. Like, you understand? Yeah, if yeah, we yeah. argued, then we might have got hassled. Maybe some numbers and names are taken yeah. and the warnings dished out. That's why I said it was good that you were there. Because, yeah. like, um, there's another person. And, like, like I said, I was talking to... I don't know how, how that would have gone down if I was by myself. But it's just, like, the madness. All of five people on bikes yeah. because I've got a phone in my hand. Yeah, it's just way too much, what? man. Yeah, way too much. And so, like, going from one instance at the pizza shop, within five minutes to this, and then cycling here. Like, yeah. I, I previously I was tired, but now I'm, like... I wanna, I wanna riot right now. That's how I feel right now. Like, <laughs> got mad energy right now. You're um, no, I can, I can understand that. To be fair, <laughs> your your story that you spoke about was similar to my one that I was telling you. Yeah. So like, I don't mind saying it because fuck them in it. But I was saying that the um the Sanderson in London, which is first of all bougie ass hotel. <laughs> um, I only stay there because it's close to the office, as you know, in it in London. Yeah. And um, bruv, so like, I was my boy um from Trapstar was doing a, like a football match, like a charity football match, innit? Um, so, like, I was helping him out with some stuff for it. Some, um, and we didn't get the opportunity to meet. So I just said, look, I'm going to leave the stuff at the hotel because their office is, is, is local. And I said, look, I'll leave my name. You can just pick it up, innit? So I can't even remember what I was wearing. I must have been wearing, like, just a hoodie, some, like, cargo pants and some crepes, whatever, innit? And I've got this box here. And so... I've walked through, like, the guy, the security guard that works at the hotel, he always recognises my face. Like, if I haven't, even if I haven't been there for two, three months, mm. like, oh, yeah, what's going on? Like, they're trained, innit? Yeah, yeah, They know yeah, to yeah, have yeah. these little details to, like, remember your name and all of this stuff. So cool. He's recognised me. Bop through now. Gone to reception. Bro, before I even got to reception, he's like, which company are you from? I said it mad enthusiastically. Which, which company are you from? I was like, what do you mean? Like, it baffled me, innit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've done been staying here. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? And then he goes, um, yeah, what company are you from? Like, I was like, what, like why do you, what, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, you're to deliver. Like, who, where are you from? Like, he was persistent, innit? Right, I was like... Couldn't right. even catch himself in the, yeah. in the mess, bruv. Yeah. And then I've gone... Couldn't catch then, himself in the mess. This is where I gave him the opportunity to let him... To, to, to spread his wings <laughs> and fly away and, like, get out, evacuate this mess, innit? Get out of jail free bruv, card I for the man, then, bro. Yeah, I was like, why do you think I work for a delivery company? All he had to say was, because you have a box in your hand. Yeah. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy mistake to make. Yeah. Started scrambling. He was oh, like, God. <laughs> caught speaking himself. In, speaking in tongues, bro. He caught himself, bro. He realized he fucked, <laughs> he realized he fucked up in it. And I was like, um, I was like, do you know? Actually, I've been staying here for the last few days, and this is for a friend of mine. And he's like, I'm so sorry, so I was like, Don't worry about it. Yeah. Left when about my day. It must have been on like a Wednesday. Just gone about it, like, just ignored it because this shit happens, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, we've yeah, been yeah, yeah, like, yeah. trained. Mm. Yeah. It's a really small thing, but that's yeah. what we've been trained to think, like, this shit happens. Mm. 
gets to Saturday now and I'm just vexed. Mm. I'm angry, bruv. I'm actually so, so angry. So I've gone online. I'm looking for the email. I've emailed them and I was... No, I've called them and I said, um, what's the email of, of the GM of the person who like owns it or whatever? Got the email address. I think I must have, might have sent you the email. Yeah, you do. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sent a long email like, it's 2019 and this stuff's still happening. Um, it's, 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 it's like they don't want to see someone who's successful and of colour, like blah, blah, like Just really went in, innit? Mm. The guy asked me for a meeting. Um, met him and he was just like, I'm so sorry that we train people to be inclusive and to expect everyone who comes in the door to be a guest, blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. But the, the long and short of it was like, in that moment, and I spoke to my friend about it at the time, yeah. he's like, what if he was like really insecure? What if he was having a terrible day and like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. someone had just done that and that pushed you over the edge mm-hmm. to like think about your color and who mm-hmm. you are? And what I, what it made me realize, yeah, is that um, your identity is is sort of questioned on a daily basis yeah. with instances like that yeah. because it's like people putting you back into a box. It's like this is what I see you as, regardless yeah. of where you are. Yeah, yeah. You know, because Sanderson's a fucking expensive hotel. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it just made me say like. It made me think, like, do I like, rah, do I, do I, do I look like, mm. I don't belong here, like, is that, is that, is that the thing? Mm. You get caught up in that, and then you're like, fuck that, bro. I'm still gonna act, dress, look the same way because I don't give a shit. What, no offense, just dickhead behind the fucking mm. desk things. It's you true. Know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I was gonna ask that, like, in in the UK particularly, how do you see a difference between classism and racism? Because living in the UK, it's kind of like they've merged to be one. But there is actually a difference. And I think um, what you're touching on there is like in the in the UK, they just try to keep you at your class level. And then it felt like that was kind of like a play, him saying like, no, I refuse to see you in a different class. I've been taught that this is where your level is and that's where I'm going to keep you. And I think a lot of instance in the UK stems from anyone that should ever have the audacity to be a class above what, um, yeah. the establishment thing and that's when it comes from I, I would love to hear you guys thoughts but I think um, personally if you just look at the history of the UK specifically black people didn't come into the country in masses until what like the 50s 60s 50s in Russia mm-hmm. so we don't have generational <clears throat> wealth mm. so we haven't penetrated those class levels yet mm-hmm. um, in America they're slightly more advanced where you have like a, a huge population of black middle class I think if you used to gather the black middle class of Europe it wouldn't even add to what they have in America yet. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I always remember the story. I was talking to a friend and um, she was talking about that. She was talking about the black middle class and she said like, in a in her American accent, she's like, yeah, like if we go to a restaurant and we eat and we act in bougie, like we don't give a fuck because this person's a lawyer, this person's a doctor, mm. this person mm. heads up marketing at this company. Mm. And I was like, rah, so like, you look, so you look and just unapologetically be, be yourselves. Mm. She's like, yeah, of course. And then that just made me think, like, we ain't got that shit in Europe yet, you know? So um, to answer your question and give you my perspective, I think there's a couple of things. It's like racism is, that they overlap. And the reason that um, classism is still, I think, a a level below racism is because it's it's like a, well, no, I can't, I don't have an answer. They overlap, Mm. they overlap. And classism is designed to keep you in the same space, I believe. Mm. which is a form of systemic racism. Is it, the, is it a relative of racism? Because I, I, I'm trying to make distinction why why they're separate. But from maybe my experiences, I see them as the same or the same system or... Racism and classism. Yeah. 
Yeah. It feels like you can't have one without the other. No, it's hard to answer. I think I, I think yeah. <clears throat> there, there. <clears throat> Is it different? I would. I don't know, man. I don't know because I feel like if you're in a, a specific class in the UK, there's a likelihood that you're not going to be around a certain type of people, mm-hmm. right? They are different because because you're in a certain class doesn't mean that you're racist. However, if you are in a upper class and don't have the access to be around those people or refuse to even look into what other cultures are about, mm. then I would say that, yeah, you have a higher chance of being racist. But mm. really and truly, maybe not. Because if you look at, at the, the white working class and the EDL and National Front, like, they're all working class. We had, a lot of black people are working class in the UK. Mm. But they're still, they're still racist people in yeah. the racist got like, working class. So uh, you can look at it from a top down or a, up, a, a bottom up. And like, yeah. at, every, at every level of class, there's still racism. There's still a divide. There's still a social divide. I think, yeah, that's where I'm going. I think think there's overlap and I think it's also the same. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. To add to that, though, what I find is that the um, the racism, as we transition and you generate more wealth, personal wealth, you're reminded more and in a more insidious way Mm -hmm. of the fact that we don't see you in this class. Yeah. Despite Mm -hmm. the fact you earn the same money, maybe more, but you just look look a different way. And so... That's why I agree that they overlap. Mm. But I've I've just seen like whether it's how people look at you when you you know like you might pull out a, a, a gold like credit card or you might mm. go into the airport lounge and it's like they don't need to say anything. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look. yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh really? Mm. You get mm. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So and then the secondary one is oh, must be a rapper. Yeah, like, must be can't, this. can't be like, oh, it's a doctor, it's a politician. Yeah. It's like, oh. he, he can't have earned that money through intelligence. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let, let, let me let, 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 let me try and downgrade or downplay his achievements mm. because there's it's it's a million rappers below, so maybe he's one of them. You understand? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um, that happened to me in a lift, <laughs> a lift in Paris. <laughs> I can't even remember the hotel, but like, Serious. I was, it was me and a colleague, and like this American, like old American couple, and um. Obviously, them times, it wasn't locked down, in it, So I was actually still able to visit a gym. So I was looking a little bit more toned than I am right now. <laughs> yeah. And um, she, they get in the lift and she goes, are you an athlete? And I was like, um, no. No, I'm not. <laughs> Why do you think I'm Jeez. an athlete? And she's just like, you're just so tall. And, mm. and she like wormed her way out of it. But I already knew where it came from. Of course. Know? Come of on, course. Man. Like, just allow me, man. Allow me, man. <laughs> I do have a brain as well. Like, yeah, I can yeah, actually, exactly. like... I've had that on business class once before. Like, just sitting next to this look lady. She's like, oh, do you play sport? I was like, no. No, I don't play <laughs> no, sport. Do <laughs> that, that's, that's where you, man, are like, oh, wait, Where are you going? I was like, same place you are. We're going to play. <laughs> In the same class, like, yeah. Just it's like we on, we we're going to the same destination yeah, yeah, on this plane, yeah. and, and we're I'm both going to drink champagne. Doing I was it. like, <laughs> I'm sitting right here next to you as well, so yeah. I'm Kieran. Nice to meet you, yeah. and that was it. That was it. Oh, so oh, I ain't entertaining any I mean, more conversation than like, that. Those little reminders, those little comments, those little jabs that, yeah. like, yeah, you're here, but we still don't see you in that yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. But fuck that space anyway. We got our own lane. I think we should just. Not even give a shit and give clout to these these things anymore. 
personally. That's interesting, man. That's interesting because how how like it's it's one thing saying it, but then like organizing people to yeah. do that and to get behind our own like our own thing sometimes. Mm. I think that's where we tend to falter a little bit. Yeah. So I've got the perfect segue for this. I said it right. Jeez, uh, what space. As you speak of that, there's like a current situation now in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, where obviously the NBA is, NBA is predominantly black in mm-hmm. terms of the representation. I think it's 90% or 85 something. It's, it's high. Yeah it's, yeah, it's it's concentrated. Yeah. Like Ribena with no water, concentrated. Ribena concentrated. If you don't put the water in, then it's concentrated. Then it's just sugar, fam. Yeah. Mm. A lot of sugar right there. Pre sugar tax. <laughs> exactly. So right now, you've got two camps. I know um, Kyrie has the point of view that, you know, as players, we should not. Um, go and play and I think his latest communication was saying to the players that we should even go and create our own league Mm. and then you have like LeBron is not I wouldn't say opposed but he's saying like we can still um, have our point of view but we can play at the same time really out here just trying to get that fourth in it yeah really wants that fourth fourth ring but but to your point Kieran like you know this idea of like if you've got a league which 85% let's just say 85% is predominantly black then you can say like what is and they are the talent they yeah. are the reason why people are coming yeah like what is to stop them from making their own leagues so that's something i'm really interested to unpack but i just think like what's happening in the nba is really interesting now because you've got two very high profile athletes have a very different uh point of view on you know how they should move things forward and mm. i just thought it was a nice one to reflect why and you know in football balotelli said something similar where he's like oh let's go back to africa and you Make know the leagues league. there yeah. so like but do you think it's why? important to to touch on why kyrie's saying they shouldn't yeah. play as well yeah, because he doesn't want he doesn't want this to to detract people from what's actually going on with yeah. black lives matter mm-hmm. and um i think that's a great point because we have to remember yeah the george floyd murder happened when there was no sports going on yeah apart from the bundesliga yeah and Bayern Munich had that shit wrapped up a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But with that being said, what it did is it allowed people, everyone... It was the main news event. Isn't it? Everyone it the only news event, yeah. to watch it at the same time, yeah. real life, gather an opinion, have time to gather an opinion because we're all locked up at home and think, mm. this shit is fucked up, mm. you know? And so I think... That in itself is really interesting because what if sport was still going on? What if That's so true. all of this mainstream media was still happening yep. and yep. The, the world was spinning as it normally does? Yep. You know? That's so true because so many times in these two weeks, and like Kwame and Nikiri may have felt it as well, is that there's been moments where we've been like, oh, praying for a distraction. Just like, I need to escape this. Like, either I need to put my phone down or like, you're looking to be distracted. And for the first time in a long time, there has been no real... Ob- maybe you can watch a, a thing on Netflix, but that's about it. And you've probably... It's Netflix, so you've probably watched all of it you wanted to watch anyway. Trust me. <laughs> so um, I think that's really a good point. That like There was nothing... There was no escape from this. We had to confront it. So I think that's a really interesting... Yeah. So it's almost like um, COVID, of course, was like a terrible pandemic, but like it gave space for everyone to process that and think about yeah, it and truly yeah. understand Definitely. it. Definitely like, yeah. allowed people to like... Like wake up, really. Like, yeah, exactly. obviously, I feel like the first couple months of lockdown, everyone was kind of internal, like thinking about what they're doing in their life and Facts. what they, what how they interact with the world. And then I guess like towards the end of it, it's like health and all of these things. And then obviously, Brianna Taylor, um, Armand Aubrey, 
and, and George Floyd and, and, and countless others as well. But the fact that there was nothing going on, like we're aware, we're awake. We're, as you said, Yuck, like we've got time to look at these screens and yeah. see exactly what's happening. Exactly, yeah. And there's no ignoring what's happened is completely wrong. And if you are, as I said last week, like if you believe in humanity and you believe like in human beings, then you don't want to see that happen to of another course, human. Yeah. And yeah. that's why, yeah, I guess like to jump back onto your point about Kyrie, like that's why he doesn't want to go back into playing sport right now because in actual fact, there's bigger fish to fry. Mm. You get me? Thanks. And I, I'm with, I'm with, sorry, go on. Go on. I think I'm with, I'm with, I would love to see that. I would love to see like basketballers and, 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 and sportsmen make a stand to be like, you know what? Like, fuck this, man. Because at the end of the day, yeah, Sport, sport in a sport in America, uh, and and all over the world was created by white people, right? Mm-hmm. And bought and what basketball, whatever has has developed into a a predominantly black sport. However, those pe those people that owners, um, yeah. the owners, the the people that run like not so much basketball, but like sport across Europe as well. But those people that own these things and, 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 and coaches and all of these diff- different types of people inside these organizations are white. And the people that are going out there to entertain mm. are black people, right? Mm. Majority of. So for me, I'd love to see like the NBA just being like, yo, do you know what? I'm going to down some tools for a little bit. You guys sort out your shit. You ain't getting entertainment for now, innit? Yeah. That's yeah. how I'd like to see it. Yeah. I, I, I think um, like uh, you made a good point there. Like uh, it, w- it, it would kind of be good if... Um, if that did happen and we're really able to show our power because the NFL recently was saying, oh, now it, uh, now it's okay. Um, now they won't be in protest if any player kneels against the flag. Mm-hmm. But it's like you made a public enemy yeah. of Colin Kaepernick doing the thing. And I, and I think personally what I'm seeing is from a lot of brands and sports organizations is that people or brands are apologizing, or sorry, organizations or whoever or what, are apologizing but they're not apologizing. They're not, no, no, they're not apologizing to me for for, for 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 being like sorry. They're apologizing because they've almost been caught of doing something mm-hmm. that they shouldn't have been doing. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. You know, you almost get to the point where it's like, oh yeah, I'm sorry if I've offended you. It's too late. I should I, I should really be saying I'm sorry I offended you. You understand, isn't it? Because you know, like Band Aid uh, just recently announced they are making like skin toned pl- plasters or. I said, bro, that's not it. Like, just make clear ones. Yes, it's a plaster. Listen, if I have a cut, I'm looking for something to stop the blood flow. Yeah. And if and if that is a white or a clear or a plain yeah, yeah, or yeah, a, nude, yeah, yeah. It's a white nude, I really don't mind. Mm. And at this moment in time, that is not on my mind. You no, understand? Like, no. it's fine. Like, you know, like 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 um, you can donate 100 million to Black Black Lives Matter movements how they have been, but like, stop. And the worst thing, like you said, like it, it shouldn't be for Vogue or a trend. And and I feel like the NFL. Or the NBA are, are 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 doing things because it's the right thing to do, or mm. it's the it's the in thing to do. Yeah. But, but it it should, it should it should have been in your heart a long time ago. Yeah. And um and uh, what else did I want to say? And and like um, there's so many emotions. But like, it's it's really strange. Like how, and um Stephen A. Smith is like telling um Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard who are against coming back to the NBA that these players are wrong. Like. In my opinion, with those kind of things, you can't tell if another but, man but, is like, wrong about how he feels. And this is the thing now, right? When you're um when when these organizations are controlled by different different conglomerates and there's so much money that goes into that 
business, like basketball as a business, TV rats, everybody getting like Stephen A and them and having shit to talk about. Like, I don't even know everything, like advertising dollars and all of that. Like, there's a big ecosystem. There's a, yeah, there's a big ecosystem that revolves around the the 40 minutes or whatever that they play on the on the court. Mm. And the fact is, yes, they have the power to, to sit out and not play, but do they have the power against the machine the that machine. runs that? Do you know yeah. what I mean? And like, we, I, as I said, I'd love to see it, but I don't know if we have the power to do that. And I think there's a reason why we haven't seen that because what would happen behind the scenes is that anything that they would try to start, those owners have so much power and sway, they can go to that person, whoever, let's say it was like a uh, a basketball manufacturer that would be like, they could say like, you better not do that. And because it's like um, an owner of such, you know, they're like, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I want to help you, but mm. I don't feel compelled to and then just before like we switch it because I think we're going to go into another in this case is there a I just want to consider the opposite side which is LeBron's side and he's basically saying that we can still protest because at this moment when we go back on the court all eyes are going to be on us and if we want to you know talk about it in before the match after the match whatever like we can really own you know, they'll be tuned in to us and we can really hammer home the message equally. So I just wanted to consider so, his point of view as well. First of all, why are you shouting for? Me? Because I can hear like... No, I can hear you. You're shouting in my ears. <laughs> can, can, can you see this uh, progress? Before it was like, put the mic closer to your mouth. Now... No, no, there's a difference between shouting and... Put... I've got my pastor voice I'm on. Joking, you know? Congregation Brother at the back need to Brother hear me. Brother Stephen, sorry hear me. Um, but, but the thing is, and the good thing is, the good thing about the conversation is that you like we're aware of both sides of the coin in it. And there's one thing you guys see Dave Chappelle's new um, yeah. stand up, stand up, or I don't even I want to call it think piece, bro. Yeah. I don't think it's a stand up. It's not a stand up routine. But there's a there's a moment in there where he says that um, he I can't remember what he was watching. I think there was like riots, or there was like someone had had passed, was passed, or so, someone passed or something. And he said at the same time Kobe was a, was going to drop sixty. And he basically yeah, said that yeah, yeah. he wasn't. He he knew that Kobe was going to do it, but he's flicking between the tragedy and yeah. Kobe watching basketball. And with that juxtaposition, juxtapos, he was like, he watched Kobe save the country from itself. And yeah. it, so it's interesting that he has that perspective in a in a moment like that to be like, you know what? Sometimes this country does need a distraction yeah. from the ills of what are happening. So to support um, uh, LeBron's. Idea, idea, and 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 his stance on what we what they need to do in the NBA. I understand, like, there's so much hurt going on right now. It's almost like we need something to just be like to release and to feel good about. You know what I mean? So I I understand it that 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 perspective as well. I I think um, in order to create change, though, you have to make a statement. Like, of course, yeah. Stephen, you like the thing you said was quite important because you said. You can still talk about it before or after the game, but you still played, mm. you know? So mm. how big of a statement are you really making if you're still stepping onto the court, you're still lacing up, LeBron's still getting 35, 10, and 11, you know? Like, that's going to dominate the headlines. As much as people want to cover the stories of, like, what LeBron said before or after the game and what he wore or whatever, people still going to talk about the game, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know? Playoffs is going to come around. Yeah. They're going to talk about the fact that they're in fucking... Uh, Orlando, Disney, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Universal Studio, whatever it is, yeah. the, the players are playing 2K. They're going to find ways to distract it because, as Kieran said, there is an economy around sport. Mm. So they're not just going to talk about the game. They're going to talk about 
what the players are wearing, yeah. what they wore off the court, then there's going to be commerce attached to that. Mm. And there's going to be so many like messages and distractions. The racism is going to take a back seat, bro. Yeah. As it so, often does. Sorry, Stephen. Yeah, like, go, please go ahead. If, if, like you said, yeah, you know, if there is a game where LeBron gets 35, 10, and 11, and like there's a slam dunk that goes viral because he's dunked over Kawhi right. or something, that will that would that would get millions of views, and that potentially would take a millions a millions of views away from so, something important, exactly. Like a mm. like a, a another example of, of police brutality, mm. or another example of like a an example of racial tension. Recently, a, a, a white woman was said to some a, a woman who's from the what do you call it. Latinx community that she should go back to where she came from and she got slapped like sh- like straight away for this yeah. disrespect but yeah. if LeBron does a crazy dunk then like that that kind of attention it, it doesn't rise to the boil mm. and you know I think you have made a great point like you know okay you're making a statement before and after but you're still playing like you know now the Premier League are falling over themselves because every player for the next 12 round of matches or whatever that is um, it has the shirt number. N- no player's surname was on the back of his shirt in the, in the English Premier League because it will say Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Th- thank you. You took it to where I wanted it's to like, go. Well, that that's cute. That is you know, like you know, like you, you know, but like, the Premier League and the FA yeah, have had a shit track record when it comes to racism in sport. Yeah. How like, many T-shirts do we have? Yeah. How Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How many t-shirts? Stand up, speak up. They've been making Kick t-shirts tonight. Yeah. What's the next one? Bruv, just say no. Enough. Bruv, I've had Rain, a fuck yeah. enough of all of that yeah. shit. Because yes. all it is is words. Yeah. All it is is words. There's no action. And in the Premier League, there's still got man in the fucking crowds that are racist. Yeah. Yeah. Big, big time England fans yeah. that go and watch their, their own team play in the Premier League, they're still racist to their own like to their own players yeah. and players on the other side. Like, and and what, people don't, what people don't realise is that, so in London, you saw like, okay, cool, the EDL... Decided to come out, and what did people equate you it to? Describe what the EDL is for people that won't know. The English it's, Defense League. Yeah. yeah, English Defense League. So, like, you, um, for those that follow me, you would have seen that I posted uh, leaflet that I got. Swab underscore always. Come on, you know the vibes. Uh, you would have seen that I posted like a leaflet I got last year around December time through my door from the EDL. Like, you know, I haven't opted in as far as I'm aware to receive this, but like, <laughs> the first thing on it was like, it was like make England great again, and it's a picture of all white kids on the back there, they had a big cross over the mandem. Like literally people like us is across there. I was just like, that, that is hate. That is a definition of 
hate mail. So that's what they they're <laughs> I don't starting mean to laugh, but that's quite <laughs> literally. That's <laughs> no pun intended. But that's literally what they were doing, and then intended. so like they were now clashing with um kind of like the uh, people protesting against Black Lives, and the first people thing people equate this to was football. They yeah. said it's football hooligans because. That is a type of... Those people are the same people that will go to the stadium. Mm. This is So when people ask me, does football have a racism problem? It does. But the bigger problem is society. And what you saw there was a manifestation of what happens in the stadium on the streets. It's just that the venues change, but the participants yeah. are all the same. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. to, to add to your point, Stephen, yeah, like... You spoke about a, a, a nuance earlier, classism versus yeah. racism. The problem football suffers from is it's an extremely old-fashioned sport. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not very progressive. And that's reflective of how athletes um, sort of express themselves. Mm. It's reflective of media. Mm-hmm. It's reflective of everything that surrounds it, you know? And so I think racism is a very old-school concept. Like, any, if you look at all the protests, it's like Gen Z. It's, well, not just that, I don't want to say, but there's a, there's a huge young population, yeah. right, who yeah. know right from wrong, who yeah. have gathered their own opinions and perspectives. Mm-hmm. And... Football doesn't have enough of those people working no. in the industry to mm. understand that or to change it. So where the athletes might want to express or might have a point of view, they don't because the system's set up for them to fail. Exactly. If they do, like, there's so many examples that we can talk about, but athletes and footballers collectively have such a power that they don't tap into to, the, to that NBA conversation. It just frustrates me because... They don't even, they're not even at that level of confidence yet where they feel no. they can even speak up. Raheem Sterling is literally one of the only players. Marcus Rashford using his platform for great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, shouts out to them guys. But there's so many people that have a platform. And I think Kieran, you've commented on it a Go lot. On. Like the last one when uh, there was this, like a, a version of Blackout Tuesday when they posted yeah. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. And enough. he was really was pissed enough. off at that. It was enough, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, just to touch on, have you finished him? Yeah, yeah, yeah just, 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 just to touch on that as well. Like, I think because obviously like coming through football and being part of that that um, industry for so long, you see what it is. It's like, oh, we made bands or we made T-shirts. You got to put this one at the, at the beginning of a game and then no one speaks about it. And it's like, or it's one manifesta- manifesto written by someone at Sky Sports and it's got the players reading out, uh, this is yeah, so okay. bad. Oh, stiff. I don't believe in racism and it's like there's no emotion because yeah. for me bruv racist racism and ra- and racists have they they put emotion into their hate yeah. right hate is an emotion right yeah, yeah. how can it's you a, it's a strong form yeah, of a love a strong form of love yeah, 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 a very strong form of love but how can you hate how can you how can you deliver a message with no emotion attached to it Keith, do you know what's even more messed up from that is the fact that it's so it's, it's, it's a white person Given the copy for a black person to it. express this how they feel about being black, do you know it. how? This do you know it. how much of a this sad state football must be in that our players cannot even formulate a message on how they feel that needs to be dictated but, to them? But you have to remember. White. But you have to remember. You have to remember. As I said before, football and sports across the world are not constructed by black people. They weren't made uh, by us, yeah. right? The the rules in which we have to play by as, as black athletes are completely different to those that are white. You have to remember, whenever we're in those in those situations, we have to watch what we say because in a football club, it's a hierarchical hierarchical True. Um, True. thing. And if you, whatever the manager says, whatever the, the, the captain says, goes, in it? So if you've got an issue with it, so you could have an issue with everything that happens in a football club. But if you're the one 
rotten egg or the kid with the chip on his shoulder, right? That or the one with a bad attitude that disagrees with something that might be wrong. You're the one that you're not playing. Do you know what I mean? And that's why that's people are so so adverse to even speaking up on what they actually believe because. God, as I said, but like, God forbid you lose your spot in the team for speaking mm. out or something you actually believe, bro. Like, that's mad. That's mad. But that's the thing when it comes to football in, in well, black people in football. I'd love to just football. touch on an important nuance quickly between mm. um, let's use the Premier League and yeah. people playing in it as yeah, an yeah, example yeah, yeah. versus yeah, yeah. American sports. Yeah. A big part of it is education. Mm. And I'm very sorry to say, but for the most part, a lot of footballers yeah. are uneducated. But that, how, that, because yeah. they grow up in an academy system yeah. where, you know, you realise at 12 years old, you're going to yeah. be a pretty decent player. Mm-hmm. And you basically stop giving a shit about yeah. school from then. And takes yeah. a backseat, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Whereas in America, you have to at least serve mm. one year in college. Mm. Usually in the NFL or if you're playing in American football, yeah. they usually do two, three years in college, yeah. right? So they have some level yeah. of like further education, yeah. right? So at least until the age of 18, when you finished high school, mm-hmm. you, you've, you've done all that education. Yeah. You have to make... I think the one good thing about American sports and college sports is you have to achieve certain grades in order to keep playing on the team. Mm-hmm. So they have at least a slightly developed point of view and yeah. understanding of things. It's like they they build, and, and I, I quote my friend Nile Sims, yeah, like a non-athletic um, identity, isn't it? So away from sport, right. they have an ability to, to explore different things in education. But in football, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And you could be old enough or good enough at 16 years old mm. and you never have to go to education again. Mm. And for young black kids that don't do that, it's fucked up because now you're living in a world or working in a world that you haven't been, you haven't created. You're in one where... Right. It's, a, it's, it's, built, it's built by other people, white people, white males, and you have to assimilate to the things that they do in order for 100%. you to get by. And for, 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 for so many young kids, it's fucked up because, as you said, they might go to, to school once a week, bro, for like two hours, and that's the education that they're getting from a football club. And it's like, of course they're not going to know what to say or to do because they've always been in this system where anything that they say or do just can't, can't run exactly, and they don't. They just don't know how to even formulate their arguments. Anyone that has has like a, a point to say, sometimes it's like, oh no, don't bring him in because you know he he's got a bad attitude. He always talks yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. No, he just wants to understand. Yeah. He just wants to know why he has to do. Like for instance, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. Um, when I was at Palace, we went away to um, we went away to Sweden. And we were playing in the Goffier Cup. This is like my second year of um, my scholar. I remember that cup, man. That's such <laughs> all, the, cup. all the wavy, all the wavy like teams used to go there. Do you remember the Milk Cup as well? Yeah, that yeah. was in Man- Ireland. Man- yeah. Ireland. Yeah, and Manchester yeah, yeah. United always used to win it. Yeah, yeah, Kieran yeah. won that once, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, hating as a young semi-pro player, where thinking this is where I want to be. Fam. These times I'm in South London training on some uneven football pitch doing pre-season, bro. This oh, can't be shit. life. No, nah, bro. Like, but like, the thing is, yeah. So. It's preseason. We go to Goffier Cup, and everyone's gassed in it. Like, and I'm the thing is, I'm gassed because it's my first full seat. Like, first, not first full season, but my second year. So, yeah, things are about to get real in it. And I remember sit like going going to training, and we're doing set pieces and whatever. And um, the the academy manager, not the, the the academy coach, the academy manager, the head guy, yeah, mm. head of the academy, he was taking a session, and we're doing set pieces, and he's like, oh. I want, I don't want anyone on the front post. I want one person on the back post, but defending corners, yeah? And I'm like, I'm like, 
Okay. And and then he said, then he said, when the ball gets taken, like gets like when the corner gets taken, the person from the back post that's sitting on the back post runs to the front post. And I was like, okay, we did it once, yeah, and it didn't work. And I was like, yo, um, Gaffer, how how come? Why do you want us to do that? Um, wouldn't it be better if we had one person here and then maybe one person here? And he looked at me like I'd like cussed his grandma, bro. Mm. He was like, mm. what? Mm. I goes, and I said, no, I just wanted to understand like what the, the reason is as to what you were doing. And obviously like, I'm not coming to at him like you're a dickhead. No. Yeah. But he's obviously realized that he's made a mistake. Yeah. So I've just questioned it just to see like, what was the reasoning? And he's like, I'm the fucking gaffer and you do as I say, innit? And I'm like, right. And, and like, those are the small... Bro, I can go into so many of them, but those are like the small moments when you're just like, okay, this is Keep, the life that the football, like footballers live, right? Which is exactly the same thing as someone at the pizza shop or someone at the Sanderson calling you yeah. to live. It's like, yeah. get back in your box. Exactly. But e- exactly. even deeper, so like one of my favourite songs is Bob Marley and then um, a Redemption song. Be- beautiful. Beautiful. Hey, big tune. But like, <laughs> this guy went from Brother Stephen <laughs> spitting bars at the beginning so, to now Bob Marley. So I'm, I'm, I'm the people's champion. Got be all things to all people. Oh, but like, one of the Stephen Kalanji. One of the lyrics is that emancipate, emancipate your mind from uh, mental, mental, mental slavery. Mental Slavery, yeah, yeah. and then, not doing the Jamaican accent. Yeah. Huh? No, 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 ready for that. I'm not, I'm not trying to get cancelled. <laughs> Shade Borough be onto me. But, um, but like the, what you described there was all right. Cool, it was in the context of a football match, but training, I'm, I'm, fam. Yeah, training. I haven't been on the plantation, but I imagine like okay, cool. You have the the master, or the master there, mm. and then imagine like a slave coming up asking, "Why are we picking all this cotton?" And you know, and it would be the same. It would be the same kind of put down. Like, yeah. who are you to question my authority? So yeah, the settings are different. But if you look at the dynamics that are play, yeah, they're, they're very similar. And I know yeah. people will be shot. Oh, is he comparing it to? There's a no, fundamental is, form of imprisonment, or which has, which has suppressed black players or black people from speaking up to the point. You know, when I said when when you asked me, did you say it straight away? I didn't say it straight away. Yeah, because. In my mind, the way I've been conditioned for my like thirty years on this planet, which is a deep thing, by the way. Yeah, it's where, a I've very been, deep thing. where I've been conditioned deep. is that not to say anything, and for the first time now, I'm like, it's actually okay for maybe to me to speak my mind and express how I feel, mm. and then that kind of was a mental kind of freedom for me because I was like, I got over that barrier. Yeah. So yeah. that's why when yeah. you were saying that, I just picked up on that. I was like, what's the men- the, the the um the outer shell is different. Yeah. But when you look at the mental aspect, it's still the same. Mm, mm. And that but just blew my mind. Speak, like, if we're going to talk about musical legends, mm. um, Tupac, obviously, at one point in his career, said, we don't need any more musicians or actors. Like, we need more doctors. We yeah. need more lawyers. Yeah. And I think <clears throat> it didn't land quite well with a lot of people because they didn't understand it. Yeah. Mm. But when you look at the, like, the deeper meaning of it, he's saying, like, we don't need any more performers. Like, no. we need more people in and around those things, right? So, mm. I think football and basketball and all these could, like, that's what it needs. It needs more representation outside of these players on the court or on the pitch. And I think that's where more education needs to be done. That, that's, that's true. But I also think that, and I think you might have made a, a point earlier on today about, like, class levels and, like, the, the middle class being, like, rising 
uh, in America and in the UK. But what you're seeing, I guess, in the last 20 years, and def definitely in the last 20 years, is that there are more black people infiltrating these places, maybe not so higher up, but you're seeing like black, like black owned businesses, um, CEOs of different places, CMOs of different places, CSO, like all of these like new positions that black people are, are, are getting into now, I think that's when you're going to start seeing the change. Because before, like, a George Floyd could have happened last year. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. we've we've seen this. We've seen yeah. this story before. Yeah, kind of you know, no, we've we've seen this story countless times yeah, before, yeah. right? But the difference now is that like there are people in higher up, in higher places, black people in higher places, and there are also white people that are allies to us. Yep. In in, in the same in the same respect. I agree and I disagree though, because I think when we'll make that huge jump yeah. is when all of our friends yeah. understand the fields that we're in. And can understand what we do. So, so before before I even go back, sorry, I I, should, I I forgot that you even made that point. You're right, because what the the issue is is that we don't actually know that we our community don't know that our jobs exist. They so, just see the fact that we work for so and so and so and so, and it's like, oh, that's sick. But they have no idea but, what we're doing. But they have no idea of point. the intricacies of what we can we can we exactly. we are doing and what they can do as well. Yeah. And I feel like that's such a such a like a shame, really. I think there's an easy solution, though. It's just, mm. it's more coverage of things like this. The thing you have to remember is, at least every day, if you're a young black male or female, you can tune in onto your TV, you can see an athlete. Yeah, you can, their stories are widely covered. You know what it takes to become an athlete. Or, or musician, mm. right? Right. Um, and with that, you kind of understand that it's possible and you also understand the pathways required. Whereas with here, it's just like, yeah, my boy Kieran like, lives in Amsterdam. He works for these guys. Oh, what does he do? Like, like, how did he get there? I don't even know, you know. I might even know, bro. But it's still wavy, though, isn't it? It's still wavy. And I think that's the problem. It's like there's no clear pathways. There's no clear um, route of how to actually get there. And there's a lack of understanding yeah, of what that thing actually that's is. Exactly, yeah. That's, I'm, I'm interested in... I think that's a big problem. I'm interested in that, in, in changing that now my company because like if I go back to Deptford South East London Deptford was once upon a time was once upon a time home to you know yeah um the world the, the infamous Peeps estate which at one time I believe was the most the, the largest form of social housing in, in Europe wow. right yeah. like tower, tower blocks wow. upon tower blocks mm. and if I go if I go back and I say to anyone any younger any or even an old man like above 30 if I say I'm a copywriter that the that's not a translating or resonating, right? But if I say I work for that for my company, they'll be like, "Oh, I swear!" Because they only think when they see the company of the people that are sponsored and maybe the chairman. And if I say I work for that company, they think, "Oh, do you help make stuff?" You understand? Mm -hmm. They don't understand that. Now I'm in an office, and like, I, 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 and I even think too many times people have this image that if 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 your corporate is stiff and you can't be casual. Yeah. Like, you can't yeah. dress how you want to dress. Mm. You can't talk mm. how you want to talk. Like, you know, too many times you might think, if, if, if you know, if if, 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 if I'm an analyst, I have to work for a bank and wear a suit, well, wear like a, a suit. And if you're in this country, wear a suit and brown shoes. Mm -hmm. You understand? And, um, but it's like, no, you can work in any environment and talk about anything you want and wear your clothes. Like, I, I think there's a negative impression sometimes about jobs and, yeah, nine to fives. I was going to ask for like, from, I don't know how it is for you guys, but like from an African household, like, like when my, my dad first moved here, like the first thing that I remember vividly and that my dad was very passionate about was clothing. 
like what you wear because he understood from trying to uh, integrate here that what you wear matters. Yeah. It says so. Like if you look at like my baby pictures, like I'm doing the most in these <laughs> outfits. Like I, I, man wore a three piece suit to a McDonald's birthday. Um, wh- why was that? Because my parents are like, okay, cool, we're here. Like we need to show. And you will see us. Yeah, we need to. We need to show that we're not. To your point, we're not the stereotype of what you feel. So, like, if you look at it's all my face, compensating, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you overcompensate. So, to the point where, when I was growing up, like, I like we all joke about it, but like, I had racks of shirts, and because <laughs> I was kind of like, that was the image that I had been brought up on. Like, okay, cool, this is what success looks like. Like, you know, you need to know how to tie this tie properly. You need to wear this shirt. You need to make sure. Oh, if I ever left the house and my shoes were not polished, my dad would be onto me. Uh, Presentation yeah, was was everything, and then like only now I'm unpackaging it. I'm understanding, like um, no, no through no fault of his own, but like when he moved over here, that's what he was being told. It's like they were looking at him the same way this person looked at me in the pizza shop because I was wearing a tracksuit that day. It's like, oh, yeah. you're just a black man. So he then said, okay, you know what? No. I've seen what you guys call success. This guy wearing a suit that's you associate success with that. I can do that too. So then, so that's how kind of like I was brought up and kind of what was instilled to me. And I don't know how it was for you, Kwame, or like for all of you actually, but I, I remember that vividly. And that's why like what I wear to this day really matters so much to And presentation is so on top, on top of my mind because it's, it's been instilled for me from like when I was young. Mm. I think from my side, my parents didn't really give me that sort of like insight. But when I started working in these halls and offices, then you quickly feel a need to conform to some degree. Mm. Um, more, more when you're younger, I would say. Mm. Like now, I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> when you're younger, you feel as though, shit, like I'm mad lucky to be working here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, let me, let me try and fit in to a certain degree. Like, but then at a certain point, you're just like, fuck this, man. Like, this, these companies are like, working in the culture yeah. I am the culture so yeah. I'm going to celebrate that and like continue to embrace yeah. me being part of that because this is how these companies are making money make sense? yeah yeah, for sure Um, I think how was it sorry how was it for you Kieran like like you're, you're like growing was that something that was relevant or not really? Clo- clothes okay like, yeah, clo- yeah clothes yeah. Um, yeah man my mum my always made sure my mum and my pops they always made sure that whenever I left the yard I had to look a certain way I had to be presentable mm. do you know what I mean um, whether that was like wearing a shirt to go out to like out out places as in terms of like family gatherings yeah, or yeah. parties or whatever church trousers and, whatever. and church yeah, yeah. and shoes and stuff like that and or like just the way that I would have to like conduct myself as I went to school like top button yeah. tie and all of these things do you know what I mean like I've always kind of had a um, uh, I, I, I always paid attention to the, the, the way I dressed Always, this has just been a thing of mine anyway. But I do understand the the power of your clothing mm. in a in, in a societal um, environment because you the way that we're perceived if we dress a certain way is obviously like oh this kid he's dressed this way so he might be X Y mm. or Z. Mm. Um, when I was like we can talk talk about it. I used to get stopped and searched on a regular. Mm. And it was only because of the way that I dressed and it was being in the summer, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. my school was pretty good. Like, it was a decent private school. And if they sh- showed them my blazer, it would be like, oh, you know, it's mm-hmm. cool. 
Like I still get stopped in it, but would it be minor? Mm. But if I'm in my own clothes, it's like, oh, okay, mm. maybe it's blah, blah, blah. But yeah, clothes is a big thing to play on um, the perception that people have on you. And I guess my mom and my pops were always like, make sure you're dressed appropriately. They never really said like, don't wear this, don't wear that. But it was always like, why is your trousers like halfway yeah, down yeah, your ass? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? Like, mom would try and come behind me and um, pull them up for yeah. her. Yeah, so. <laughs> like my mom, my mom didn't really like me wearing hoodies that much. When I was younger, yeah, yeah. um, it was always crew necks and yeah. like polo t-shirts yeah. and whatever. Oh, and, my days. But um, it was all, and I was always a, a fresh kit kind of guy, so. That was yeah, that Same was it. Size twelves, yeah. <laughs> 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 so wait, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, Kwame's got a new laugh, so look out it's, for it. Bro. It's not a new laugh. Uh, these pages. Yes, <laughs> yes. It's not a new laugh. It's a laugh and nothing extra. Um, but yeah, was it? Was it guys? <laughs> honestly, like, where is this from? I have. I, I, I heard have, it the other day, uh, bro. I was like, what the honestly, fuck is this from? If anyone knows what this podcast, I have. I have like four or five long depending on my mood but that one is maybe a little bit exaggerated but um yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a um, a, a, a delayed response yeah. what about you Kwam like... um yeah no um clothing was a big thing Cl- clothing mm. still is a big thing um like just I guess also just presentation and when you were speaking Kieran I was like yeah like my mom really was against like me ever entertaining that idea even if I'm washing the plates yeah. if I'm in the house I'm she, I'm safe. I'm, I'm like, I'm actually being like, what do you call it? Like, um, domesticated. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, my hands are tired. There's, there's not, there's nothing I could. My, mm. some, my trousers are baggy. They mm. won't fall down. Come on, what are you doing? It's like, oh, I'm washing up. <laughs> Because, you understand? Like, why, are you, why, are you, why are you dressing like them yeah, boys exactly, outside on the street? Exactly. All the You're time. You're not one of them boys. All the time. Mm. That's and more, was, that was mm. more, sorry. That was more of like an African household thing though. I feel like the Caribbean okay. community were always vilified, fam. <laughs> yes, bro. We was... <laughs> Yeah, vilified by whom? The African you, you lot. community, oh. bro. No, no. We need unity in our community, so I'm gonna ignore those wild allegations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in the nineties and two thousand. But um, yeah, and I was thinking, we're not even allowed round our like, friends' houses, bro. Like even, even, even. even there's that boy in my house. <laughs> see, this is what I'm saying. Listen, Steve, I wanted to the high road come all of these, man. A bit wiser, a little bit wiser. We have to. Even if it's a little bit raining or a little bit grey, I put on the hood. Mom's like, Kwame, like, you could take it off. Mm. And now, only now, I'm really understanding mm. what she meant. Because yeah. mm. she was probably afraid for her son's yeah. S- safety. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah like, yeah. It, for, from the police and also boys of the wrong crowd. My, that, yeah. Go on. That, like, I could be mistaken for one, yeah, yeah. So someone on um, partaking in activities that aren't of a law-abiding. Why did I just say that? Um, that like I was on the road. Do you understand? At ten years old, my mum said to me, "If you get stopped by police, get his name, his badge number, the badge number, why he's searching you, and the record of the search." My mum told me that at eleven years old. We shouldn't be programmed like why? That. Mm. We shouldn't. Why be. should I need to know that at eleven mm. years old? I should be mm. calm on the street. But my mum mm. taught me that, and I still remember it to that to this day, bro. Like to this day, like I used to get arrested all, like not arrested. Sorry, I used to get, I used to get stopped and searched all the time, and that. But it's just like this is stupid. Do you and, know what I mean? And even even like little things like going out. So I remember like when I wanted, to, if I wanted to go like Tottenham or anything anywhere like that. Like my mum, she would she would be pleading with me like. Don't go. Or she, like, no matter what she, if we, if I went out to like a, a rave or something, she'd be like, no, no, no matter what the time, 
call me. Do you, do you know how mad that is? That like a mother can be up till three. I'm enjoying myself, none the wiser to all the yeah. social things going on. But my mom's like, she's so worried she cannot sleep. And like, I'll come and drive to wherever you are to pick you up because I know the world that we live in. And, you know, that, mm. that just a bus journey could potentially end up. Do, do you know, that's literally living in fear. And like, yeah. I didn't really, I'm not really, I'm, now we're talking about, it, I'm unpackaging it now and just thinking like, what a world. Can you imagine raising children in this world where, like, just a trip to the bus stop could potentially be fatal, or that something could happen, or an incident could pop off at mm. any moment? Mm. That that that's 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 imprisonment. I think um, to go back to the beginning of the conversation, though, like what you said, and almost agreed to the fact that like you wouldn't have um, confronted that lady in the pizza shop before. Yeah, I think we're in a new world, man. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Um, both like professionally like there's a lot of stuff happening in these companies and there's a lot of developments being made i just think your example was a perfect example like when i'm sure when you guys were at the protests you saw examples of people just feeling so empowered yeah you yeah. know like when i was at the one in london which was amazing by the way um you just saw first of all like the unity was incredible to see mm. but then also just the like you can just feel people being energized and yeah. empowered by it mm, yeah mm. you know and i think that's a positive thing because we're very fortunate we're very fortunate that we don't live in america and mm. we fear for our lives from police and if you guys haven't seen the george floyd documentary it's i would definitely definitely recommend watching it like that on? Man, oh. it's on um youtube sky it's called eight minutes and 46 seconds one one really, um, really good well i haven't seen a documentary yeah and I can't remember if I did say this, but so I apologize if I, I I've repeated myself before. But the the one thing that really got me about that video or about the thing was like watching the last video that was out that he put out that everyone was circulating where he's like, "It's Big Floyd, man." That I love made me cry. I love the world. Bro. Man said he loved the world. And, and, for, and for bro, I've seen it so many times, and I, I I've done the same thing because I'm like, bro, you mean to tell me yeah? And I don't care what this man's done in his past. You mean to tell me this is a man that walked in positivity and put positive energy into the world yeah and was taken heinously from us in such a cruel way by the state and the system that we are that we're they're trapped in in america right but then i was then i was like raj you know what this is all karmatic because there's no way that you can put good energy into the world like that and it not come back to you and the men in the manner in which he was stolen from us yeah it was the world and the universe saying yo do you know what Fuck this. So the reason why, yeah, you know what I'm The reason why, like, happening because of George. Floyd. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, you can't. There's, you can't put all that energy out there, and and, and you just go like that. That that he was, his mm. life was taken short. Mm. Like he has yeah. too much. He had so much good to give. Yeah. Do you get me? Mm. And for it to be, for it to be gone in the way that it is, this is where we are now, isn't it? Like, mm. I would, I hate to call him a martyr, and I, because mm. it, he, it's not that. Like, he will rest in power, but at the same time, it's like. As 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 Dave Chappelle said, bro, I, like I'm fixated on that 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 thing that he did. He's like, you made him a hero. He is our yeah, hero, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He is our hero, yeah. uh, right now. And like, bro, like, I just wanted to say that because I, I, it's been on my mind for a little mm. while. Sorry. No, no, no. Um, I, I was just I was just gonna finish off by saying, we don't live in a world where we. If you do watch the documentary, you see how the police are suppressing people that are trying to like take pictures. Make videos. Shouts out to them dogs that sound like they're <laughs> getting mullered outside. What going for those dogs? Um, yeah, so we don't live in that time. P- 
people can speak up. People can be way more vocal and they can be way more expressive in yeah. Europe. Does that make sense? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like there are going to be more instances of the Stevens of the world acting up. Sorry, not acting up. Responding to... Speaking to and and I, I will still act up. Yeah. Act seven know, days a week. And I, I'm so curious to see what that's going to cultivate because there's going to be more and more of these examples of people challenging what other people are saying. Yeah. You know, namely the black community challenging what oppressors might say. So, yeah, man, I think it's it's all positive. Like, we're living in, in a very interesting time. Mm-hmm. It's hard to process things. Mm-hmm. I would just say, like, for people that are trying to take in, stay off social media as, yeah, as much man. as you can um, and just try and take in as much information as possible from different sources and from your... Fr- like, just talk to real people. Talk, yeah. dialogue, you know, Because dialogue. that's the main media thing, is, media, media twangs your brain, bro. Mm. Like, it twangs it. Mm. Do you know what I'm trying mm. to say? Oh, well. Yeah, just talk to your friends. Like, if you if you don't have friends you can immediately talk to, then, like, maybe use social media to reach out to them. But just... Yeah, it's true, Gain man. your own perspectives, man. It's such, a, it's, such a, it's such a good point you make there, Yaf, because there's just so much information and misinformation out in on social media right now and you don't even know what to listen to what to read whatever and i think right now is a time where people can just like just switch off for a little bit and talk to people have a dialogue as you said Stephen, because there are people that are hurting like hurting real bad like a lot and they just want it they need to they need to get that off their chest you know what i mean like Someone just to talk to, understand what they're going through. There are white people that don't understand the thing that you're going through. There are non-black people that don't know a thing that you're going through. But they might reach out to you and they want to talk and understand. And those are the people that you need to talk to as well. So, yeah, I, I feel like, man, I, I'm, I, I just feel like I've, a bit, I've been in a, a weird state for the last week and a bit. Trust. Do you know what I mean? Like, nothing really seems worth it. Nothing really seems, like, worthy of the time or energy of putting things into it. Because it's just like, yo, there are... There is a full organization of people that that literally don't give a give a shit about us. Yeah. And for us to die on camera on camera is a blatant disrespect and of then, our own rights as human beings yeah. Yeah. and as black people. Um so yeah, I'm it's just it's just it's upsetting, man. It's, it's been you upsetting. Know, um you know what's crazy as well, like even today. I was um, on, on the Guardian once again, and they were talking about Guardian of the Guardian, but honestly, to the mic as well. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, and then after um, there was so there was a murder on Saturday of a man called Rayshard Brooks Heard who about was this. murdered yeah. in the Wendy's restaurant, Bruv. and uh, he he tried to flee, and then they shot him, and yeah, and after but then I, so I saw that video, and I've seen multiple uh, camera angles of that. And then there recently was an incident where in March, a video has leaked of a, a police officer applying a chokehold on a black, a white police officer, I believe, applying a, a, a chokehold on a black young man who died. And then I found myself like, like, um, I found myself like going to different links to try and find this video. Mm. It's like, Kwame, what am I doing? Like, I, f- I shouldn't be searching for this. You understand? Like, because, and then a part of me was like, oh my gosh, this stuff is still happening. And like the event on Saturday happened on Saturday and the event before mm-hmm. happened in March. It's like, there, like there's going to be, unfortunately, before this stuff ever goes away, 
it's still gonna happen. You understand? Like it, it, it isn't like George Floyd or Breonna Taylor will be the last. But bro, they're slain. not. They're not though. They're not because like, you've got Rashawn Brooks, but you've got the two trans life that. that yeah, that, that, yeah and, and I got their names here. Well, yeah. Do you know, real, real, real Milton and Dominique um, Fells. Like yeah. those are young. Those are young people that yeah. have died at the hands of police brutality, yeah. bro. Like ah, uh, it just it irks me, man. Yeah, like, man. I, 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 I can't. I, I can't fathom it like properly. Sorry, Stephen. No, I was gonna say the, the one glaring stat that came from this was since George Floyd's death, 120 people have died from pr- police brutality. That's since af- since afterwards, 120. So to your point, when you're saying like this will still happening, Shit's but like heavy, bro. 120 since then, like the, everyone's seen Shit's it. Since heavy. then, 120 more people have died from the hands of the police. But like, why this? feels like different is to the point that Yaf was making is that um, why this feels so heavy is that for the first time in a generation my life to like we can feel the weight of history like we are on the verge of change the world is not going to go back to what it no, is it and we all have a role in that not just black people white people every human being because before we came into this world a new race we were human beings mm. we're all human in something common we all feel exactly. Thank you, thank you. Like so that we Kwame mentioned that we're all human beings. That's the only thing we have in common. And then to that point, like this is why it feels so monumental now because we're now thinking we want to be on the right side of history. Like the world yeah. is at a tipping point, mm. and it's a battle about who's which way we're going to tip it. Um, Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. So Kwame is Kwame? disrespecting the pod right now. Man picked up man his like, bag, yeah? Man like Romaji and Raphael. And literally, <laughs> <laughs> literally put his mic in his bag. My mic's still in my bag. But you're ruffling about like it might as well be, bro. Kafafalin Kunle, bro. Kafafalin Kunle! That's actually indirect because that's a Nigerian name. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call him, Raphael? Hey, that's cool, that's cool. <laughs> There's no rules anymore, man. There are no rules. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh. Sorry, Stephen. But, but like, yeah, it feels like this time's different because Facts. the conversations are different. Yeah. The actions are different. You know, the, the whole scenario the of the world. energy is, is different. Yeah. Actually, and we're in a different really, mind space. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's in a different mind space. Not just black people, white people. Everyone's, everyone understands now or is mm. trying to understand. Trying to understand. And even if you do, if you, even if you don't agree with it, you still understand now. So, so, so the one thing I want to like charge the people at home with is like, okay, cool. We're on a tipping point of history. All those history books that I used to read when we were young about um, Martin Luther King or, you know, what happened um, in Nazi Germany and where we had an opinion. Right now, we are at that cusp. And the question is, which side of history do you want to be in? You cannot be silent now. So, like, now's the time to pick a side. It's not good enough to say we didn't know because in a couple of years' time, your kids are going to ask you which side of history were you on. So today's the day where you go and make a choice and say which side of history do you want to be on. Mm. Like, silence is not an option anymore. Brother Stephen just locked off the pod, bro. There's nothing else to say, fam. Turn this shit off right now. We're done. We're done. We're done. You're listening to that off home podcast. <laughs> Take it easy. Um, yeah, I'm practicing to lock it off because Kieran's going away for two weeks. So that's it. In a bit. Love. You London boys are crazy. All right, come on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.